Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we are continuing our study in the book of Psalms. I hope that you've been enjoying this. And today's scripture reading through Psalms is, once again, five chapters a day. And that is Psalm 71 through Psalm 75. 71 through 75, there's 150 chapters in Psalms. And I'm not real good at math, but half of 150 just so happens to be 73. Just kidding, it's 75. I I, I was homeschooled, but I, I think I can figure that out. So we're just about halfway through it, or right at halfway through, in going and looking at that. And it is exciting uh, to be halfway through. It's kind of amazing to stop and to realize that we're already at June 15th, halfway through the month. I mean, time sure does fly when you are praising God. Well, let me tell you, time flies when you're praising God. And I just want to remind everyone here, uh, if you're listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening uh, to it, uh, you might want to go and also subscribe over at Substack. Once again, that's uh, shoutsofgrace.substack.com. And yes, mom, if you're listening, that's where you can go and comment is shoutsofgrace.substack.com. Uh, she told me that she heard that yesterday, so she was she actually was caught up. She caught up that that day, and uh, so yeah, she. I don't think she came and commented though, so uh, that's why I'm giving that out again. No, um, we. I'm also going to be putting out uh, articles. Uh, been trying to get out at least one article a week here uh, recently, and then also. Um, Coming up here at the end of summer should have an ebook uh, coming out on uh, the topic of repentance. On the topic of repentance, my goal is the the end of August. So giving myself as much time as I can there, because uh, I'm also involved in a couple of other uh, writing projects. Uh, it'd probably just go better if I'd stop and focus in on one and get it done. But you, you know, that's just not always how it works, uh, or at least how how I take a bite of stuff anyway. Sometimes, you know, you just kind of go with a buffet, a little bit of this and a little bit of that. But today we are going to be getting into uh, Psalm chapter 73. Once again, the scripture reading is Psalm chapter 71 through 75, uh, but we're specifically going to be looking at Psalm chapter 73 here this morning. And so if you'd follow along as I read Psalm chapter 73, and it says this, truly God is good to Israel to such as are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the boastful when I saw the prosperity of the wicked, for there are no pangs in, uh, in their death, but their strength is firm. They are not in trouble as other men, nor are they plagued like other men. Therefore, pride serves as their necklace. Violence covers them like a garment. Their eyes bulge with abundance. They have more than their heart could wish. They scoff and they speak wickedly concerning oppression. They speak loftily and their mouth against the heavens and their tongue walks through the earth. Therefore, his people return here and waters of a full cup are drained by them. And they say, how does God know? And is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the ungodly who are always at ease. They increase in riches. Surely I have cleansed my heart in vain and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I have been plagued and chastened every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, 
Behold, I would have been untrue to the generation of your children. When I thought how to understand this, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I understood their end. Surely you set them in a slippery place. You cast them down to destruction. Oh, how they are brought to desolation as in a moment, and they are utterly consumed with terrors as a dream when one awakes. So the Lord, so Lord, when you awake, you shall despise their image. Thus my heart was grieved, and I was vexed in my mind. I was so foolish and ignorant. I was like a beast before you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold me by my right hand, and you will guide me with your counsel, and afterward receive me to glory. Whom I, whom have I in heaven but you? And there is none on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry, but it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. You know, when I was reading this psalm, it really just struck me because this is something that I, I I truly believe a lot of times this comes up as a problem in people's life. You see, you, you have the psalmist here, and this is actually Asaph who wrote this this one, but he goes and he says, you know, my steps had nearly slipped for I was envious of the boastful. And then it goes on and it talks about the prosperity of the wicked and, and all of this stuff in the wicked, ungodly people's lives that it just seems like they are, are living high on the hog and they are doing well and everything is perfect in their life. And they're getting the blessings that, that this man, the psalmist, so desperately desired. And you know, I think a lot of people can relate to that. I can't say that I haven't been tempted to be uh, to uh, to be envious uh, of the boastful, to to be envious, to be jealous of the ungodly and the wicked at times in my life. You know, there there have been times when when there are certain things that come into your life that are in an incredible struggle, uh, just in, in an incredible struggle. And, and and you look out and you might see the ungodly going and, and prospering in their life. You know, I remember a time in, in my life, and if you want to go hear a little bit more about this, I won't go into a ton of detail, but I, I went into a little bit more detail in the Psalm 23 um, series in, in looking at that. But there was there was a time when Sarah and I were, were really, really struggling, uh, wanting to have kids, and um, there, there was just no doors opening. We, we just didn't have any kids. And, and on top of that, at the same time, it seemed like the the more ungodly of people that came into our life, acquaintances, I don't necessarily want to say friends, but uh, but people that that we knew, people that was, you know, from high school who did everything exactly the opposite of what God says. You know, God goes and he and he says, says to to get married and then have babies. And, and these people were having baby after baby after baby, and they had never been married, you know, things like that. I mean, they were they were going and living just completely ungodly lives. And it was one of those things where you look out and you start going, I'm getting envious. I'm getting jealous of the wicked. I long for the treasure of the wicked. 
And, you know, it might not be that exact struggle. It might be a, a different one. Perhaps you're somebody out there who you're in your time of life where you're wanting to go get married, but the, the right person, your spouse hasn't come along yet, but you're seeing those who are ungodly, who are not walking with the Lord. And, and man, you know, they, they don't just have one girlfriend. They got seven of them, right? Uh, or or something like that. And you, you go and you look out and you see that. Or maybe uh, you're somebody who has worked hard and serving the Lord, uh, but you you maintain your conviction and you say, I won't work on Sunday. It's That's God's day. I'm going to give that to God. And yet you see your friends around you who are wicked. They're partying. They don't care about the covenant to God. And, and all of a sudden, uh, you know, they're getting a promotion or they're getting a better job or or they're financially being prospered. And you're looking out and you start to have this desire to go and to get envious of the ungodly. And you know, the psalmist here goes and says that he almost, he almost stumbled because of this. And I want you to realize this. If you do become envious of the ungodly, you will stumble. You will stumble. If you do give in to that jealousy and that envy, you will stumble. But the turning point for the psalmist here was when he went into the sanctuary of God. It says in verse 17, until I went into the sanctuary of God, then I understood their end. You know, it is when we take our eyes off of God, when we take our eyes and we shift it away from him, from looking up to his sanctuary, that is when we get ourselves into trouble. That is when our eyes start wandering into envy and to jealousy and we stop really seeing things for what they truly are. You see, the reality of it is, is that those friends uh, of mine who uh, or acquaintances or or whatnot people <laughs> in our life who you know they were having children and they were doing things exactly the wrong way. Well, there's there's several of them who who they're no longer together and their children are living miserable lives and they're living miserable lives. There are several of them who their children are growing up to be rebellious are in, and are in great danger of hellfire because their parents have prioritized other things other than God above their children and they and above God and they're and they're not going and teaching and raising their children in the way that they ought to go and it's bringing destruction into their life and it is surely coming and when you go and you cast your eyes upon God you can see their destruction you can see the slippery slope that they're on you can see the sure path of judgment that they are on but it is when you stop and you turn your eyes away from God and cast your eyes longingly onto your neighbor's things, whatever that might be that you're envious of, that is when you get yourself into trouble. That is when you have a problem. But I love the way that this, this psalm ends. And it says, starting in verse 26, my flesh and my heart fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For indeed, those who are far from you shall perish. You have destroyed all those who desert you for harlotry. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. The first thing we see here 
is that, you know, our heart, our flesh, it may fail. We, we might just feel like we're getting gut punched after gut punch after gut punch when we go and we see what's happening in life. And we might be going and, and saying, you know, Lord, this doesn't seem very just. This doesn't seem very fair is what we might be saying. But then we need to stop and stop trusting in our flesh and our heart anyway, because we need to trust in the strength of God. Why? Because he is our portion forever. You know, what is your portion in life? Is it the physical blessings? I mean, those are good things. I'm not opposed to physical blessings. I, I want as many blessings as I can get in my life. You know, I'm, I'm not somebody who really wants to live a cursed life. I hope that you're somebody who wants to live a blessed life and not a cursed life. But you know, that's not my portion. Because if I had all of the riches this world had to give, if I had every material blessing that you could think of, but I did not have God, then, then rest assured that you understand something. I have nothing. I have nothing. But if I have God, and if God is my portion, then I have everything. And I don't say this in a false sense. I say this in a true sense. Because seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. You know, God wants to bless his children, but God first has to become your portion as long as your things are your portion, as opposed to God being your portion, as long as you are about building your kingdom, as opposed to building God's kingdom, you will have nothing. But as soon as you commit yourself to going and building God's kingdom, to going and grabbing forth his portion, when you go and you rightly order dominion so that you're taking dominion for God first, then he goes and he grants you more dominion, more responsibility. He grows your stewardship of the things that he is giving you. Why? Because he wants people who are seeking his kingdom first, and then he will add things. He says, get the priority right first. Get the priority right first. Let me be your portion. Am I enough for you? You know, I think of the old hymn, Satisfied. And in that hymn, it says this, all my life long, oh, excuse me, all my life I had a longing for a drink from some clear spring that I hoped would quench the burning of the thirst I felt within. Then the second verse that says this, feeding on the husks around me till my strength was almost gone, long my soul for something better, only still to hunger on. Then the third verse, it says this, poor I was and sought for riches, something that would satisfy, but the dust I gathered around me only mocked my soul's sad cry. But then the chorus says this, and this is what the chorus gets, and this is, this is what we need to understand. God is our portion. It says this, Hallelujah, I have found him whom my soul so long has craved. Jesus satisfies my longings through his blood. I now am saved. You know, that's the question. Is Jesus Christ, is God your portion? He needs to be your portion forever. Then it goes and it says this in verse 28. But it is good for me to draw near to God. I have put my trust in the Lord God that I may declare all your works. You know, once we take our eyes and we remove them from our neighbor and enviously, jealously looking at our neighbor, and we set them right back on God and get into his sanctuary, we seek his kingdom first. He becomes our portion forever. 
then we have the opportunity to truly see the great works of God because we put our trust in him. And when we see the great works of God, what do we do? We're to go and to declare them. We're to go and to declare them to others. I want to encourage you today. Don't forget to declare the works of God to others. Tell somebody today what God is doing in your life. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. Have I not commanded you, be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. And while we trust in Jesus, sometimes he leaves us waiting for his hand to move. But even in darkness, we hold to the promise There's nothing we can't overcome So that war you've been fighting will end in God's timing Sing like the battle's been won Then you feel it, the song that is rising Then you can't help but let it out If you're trusting in faith, even now Wait.